This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. From hockey to wrestling, football to golf, no sport left unturned. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. Neil, the boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning. Welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We're live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto on this beautiful Sunday morning. In studio with me again, uh, as usual, my co-host Naz Marchese. And uh, dropping by this morning once again. Uh, we can't seem to... Uh, can't seem to get rid of this fine gentleman, but we're happy to have you back. Lou Franceschetti. Uh, Lou, of course, a great Toronto Maple Leaf uh, from the late 80s and a uh, great career with the Washington Capitals and finished off with the Buffalo Sabres. Welcome back, Lou. Thanks, Will. It's nice to be, nice to be here. And the only thing that uh, we don't like about you is what you're wearing this morning, Lou. i got to tell you, you have, you have some audacity showing up at the Naz and Wally Sports Hour wearing a New York Yankee uh, T-shirt in a New York Yankee Baseball cap. Yeah, and they're four games out. Some right? some nerve. Anyways, we want to talk about the Jays. <laughs> well, I just wanted to show that I was at the at the big celebration yesterday okay. when, when the Jays won it after 22 years. It's, now, been, I, it's I, been 22 years, and I, I take it you're not rejoicing in this, but Naz and Wally are rejoicing. Uh, let me cut you <laughs> off for a second here, Lou, because we, 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 we want to congratulate the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, stop waving that New York Yankee thing in front of me there. Um, we want to congratulate the Toronto Blue Jays. It's been a great run since the end of July, uh, since so it's the beginning of July. And uh, congratulations are in order. It's been a long time. They've played extremely well. Um, and uh, credit, uh, credit to the team, credit to Alex Anthopoulos. And uh, certainly we'd like to congratulate the Jays on earning that playoff spot. There's work still to be done, though. Uh, Jays are now sitting tied uh, with Kansas City in the in the wins and losses. So we've got a run for the last week to see if we can finish uh, first overall in the a- in the AL, and uh, we've got the playoffs coming up. So certainly there's been some excitement in the city, and we're thrilled to death about uh, about the Jays. Uh, Naz, yeah, a tie with Kansas City even puts the Jays ahead. So if they tie in wins and losses by the end of the year, the Jays become first overall and have home field advantage in the playoffs. Now, you take a look at yesterday's game. David Price, they scored eight runs off the pitching staff that game, and the Blue Jays still won. This is how good they are. David Price is not uh, pitching well, and they still win. Well, this was a little bit of an off day, but the you know the, the success of the Jays since, uh, well, I guess, I guess everything came together at the same time. They've been playing 720 baseball since, uh, since the beginning of July. Texas is... Uh, Seems to be on the horizon as perhaps a challenger for the Jays in the AL. They've been the, the second hottest team. Um, so certainly the Jays have uh, hit the lights out. They've, they've pitched well. And uh, 
give credit. Uh, they've made some managerial decisions, some uh, some decisions that have they've come out smelling roses with. I mean, I had uh, was a little bit concerned when they brought Marcus Stroman back. He didn't, you know, he had play, he had pitched uh, pitched a couple of those games down in the, in the minors, and uh, you know, the last game in the minors wasn't a great outing. But he's come up and. Uh, Man, what a decision that was bringing them into the into the pitching rotation. Everything they've touched has gone golden. Marcus Stroman has looked tremendous. He looks like a one A to David Price. They have two legitimate uh, great pitchers there, and that's going to be tough to beat uh, when it comes to playoff time for sure. Now, listen to this. Here's a stat for you: Toronto is going to have the MVP and the Cy Young Award winner. Price is going to win the Cy. And um, Donaldson's going to win the MVP. Those are the first pitchers, first two on the same team since 1990 when Ricky Henderson and Bob Welch for Oakland were named the MVP and uh, Cy Young Award winners. That's how special this is. Anyways, I wanted just to mention, listeners, we've got some great guests coming up in the show today. We've got the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs, Joe Bowen, who will be on with us after the first commercial. And in the middle of the show, a uh, uh, baseball legend, uh, Tim Raines. Tim Raines, of course, an incredible career with the Montreal Expos and a couple of World Series wins with, with the Yankees and is currently a roving outfield and batting and, uh, sorry, base running instructor for the Toronto Blue Jays. He brings a lot of experience in a lot of different ways uh, to, uh, to baseball and uh, we're certainly thrilled to be talking to him uh, middle of the hour. Uh, of course, in studio with us this morning, uh, a friend of the Nazimoli Sports Area, you've been with us quite a bit. Uh, uh, Lou, we know that you're a big uh, New York Yankee fan, and we know that you and I and Naz kibitz about this quite a bit. But uh, uh, all kidding aside, you're a Torontonian. Uh, you must be thrilled in some way about the uh, success of the Blue Jays. I really am, only to see because uh, it, it's been some hard times. You know, Naz brought up since 1990, we had two MVPs and a C, uh, C, uh, Cy Young winner on the same team. Well, that was two years later. The Yankee. Uh, the Jays ended up winning the World Series. They've only been 70-24 and 24 since the July 31st, not July 1st, Wally. Because okay. that's, when, that's when they made the big deal. Fair enough. Um, you know, it, it's great for the city. I, I have my, my issues with what's going on right now, and it, it only has to do with the, with the real Blue Jay fans. If you're a real fan, it, it's one of these things that it would have been nice if you would have showed up when they were going bad. But everybody wants you know, to be part I can't of the winner. Let, you know, you know, uh, Lou, I cannot let you get away with that. Okay, uh, you, you that's just, why I'm here. You just took a shot. You just took a, a shot at all Blue Jay fans. I, I and, absolutely and, and, and am we've, taking and a we've shot. We've had, we've had, you know, uh, I wouldn't say shouting matches. Yeah, pretty close. They've to been pretty matches. close, pretty <laughs> close off the air. And uh, uh, you keep taking the opportunity of criticizing um, fans. People who are showing up to Blue Jay games now because they are successful and they're selling out. And uh, for some strange reason, uh, you have a problem with that. Uh, perhaps uh, you'd like to elaborate a little bit. I just have a problem with real baseball fans or real Blue Jay fans. When you're a real fan, that means you show up, win or lose, and you back your team up. You don't come halfway through the season or two-thirds of in the season when everybody everything's going well and, and you're selling out all kinds of uh, paraphernalia and all that, uh, everybody beats up on the Toronto Maple Leaf fans for showing up for all these years, uh, 20,000 strong. Maybe uh, they shouldn't have showed up. Maybe they, maybe maybe they, they maybe, shouldn't have. Maybe they you know, shouldn't have showed up. Maybe they shouldn't up, have showed up. Because, because they're loyal. By, by showing up, 
All they did was reward managerial incompetence for I don't know and and for I don't know how many years. And sometimes, sometimes uh, a fan, and you can I think you can be a fan of a team and. Uh, without necessarily having to go down there every week. I think sometimes you have to make a decision and say, am I getting value for my dollar? And I think what Blue Jay fans are saying, they're rewarding the Blue Jays and Alex Anthopoulos for some of the, you know, they made the, the man, Blue Jay management made a commitment to this team this year. They said, we're going all in. They brought in, uh, you know, at the beginning, you know, in the middle of the season, look at the great moves they made at the beginning of the year bringing in Russell Martin and, and Donaldson. Like, you talk about two fantastic pickups. I mean, this Martin, what, it's, he's, been, he's been in the postseason eight, eight out of the last ten years. Am I right about that, Nez? Mm-hmm. Eight out of the last ten years. I mean, these are the type of, type of players you bring in. And then you bring in Price. And then, you, you know, you bring in Tulowitzki. You know, I look at it this way. The, uh, the fans are rewarding the management for their commitment. Now the fans are going to show their commitment. And uh, you and I can disagree about this, and we and we always have. I, I don't think I don't think we're fair weather fans. I think the Blue Jay fans have always supported the team. Now we're supporting it in 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 a greater way because we want to reward the team and we want to reward the management for the commitment they've made to the product. I just don't like the, these fans showing up and being real Blue Jay fans. I was at the game Friday night, uh, and it was just. It's a great party. It was for fun. There, it's there, fun. You know, Why don't there, you just say it was it, fun? It it's great that we're winning. I think it's a great place to celebrate right now. Louis, but, Louis, but Louis just show, became if, the most hey, unpopular leaf. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. If they had 40,000 people when they were losing, it wouldn't bother me. These guys, are, they're not real fans. Oh. Plain and simple. You want to be seen front and center on a winning team. If they had 40,000, 45,000 People when they were losing, oh, we could we could we, we could, could stay we, here all day. We anyways, could, we could have this discussion all day, and we will. We'll, we'll continue with that discussion, but uh, we've got to go to break, and we'll be right back after the break with the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs, Joe Bowen. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville asked me to introduce their new fast dial number just for cell phones by singing it. Pound three six three six now. Pound three six three six now. Come on, baby, pound 3636. Come on, baby, pound 3636. Let's go ring to it. Call Pizza Bill on your cell phone at pound 3636. There's an old saying entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. Steel's Paint in Woodbridge, an enormous 20,000 square foot superstore that carries nothing but the best. Superior staff, superior advice, superior selection, superior everything. When you have a really tough job to do, they can knock it down to size. They'll show you how to get it done right, and because they only sell the best of everything, you'll get it done to last. That means superior satisfaction. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge, the best. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too. 
but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics. On time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. Hey, Toronto. Want to head to the ballpark and let your fan out watching this historic run to the postseason? Start with the StubHub app, where you'll find seats you'll love whenever you want. Plus, you can personalize the StubHub app with your teams and artists and grab great tickets. And because every purchase is backed by the StubHub Fan Protect Guarantee, you can buy and sell with confidence. So get the StubHub app today and get to the ballpark. StubHub, let your fan out. You name it, they'll argue about it. No sport left unturned. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zuma Radio. Good morning. Welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We're live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto, and we're pleased to have with us in his return performance to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, Joe Bowen, of course. Joe, the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and also Toronto's number one Notre Dame fighting Irish fan. Good morning, Joe. How are you? I'm terrific. It's uh, been uh, a good weekend so far, at least for half of the group. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I want to thank you, Joe, for coming on because you're a loyal fighting Irish fan as I am. And unfortunately, I'm in studio this morning with two uh, two rolling tide guys here decked out in red. Well, they, they, I, they don't look very intelligent anyway, so I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, we, got, we got Naz and... How are they uh, doing so far? Uh, how, I'll, ask, I'll ask Lou Franceschetti to ask, how's, uh, how's Bama yeah. doing so far this year, Lou? Uh, Joe, what happened a few years ago in the... Uh... You know that's ancient history, isn't it? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Let's talk about 4-0 and now and what you're at, and we'll just move on from here. Okay, well, you know what? You got me there, Joe. I'll, I'll take uh, my beating. I'll, I'll finish that one off, Joe, to remind uh, Lou what happened in the 1973 Sugar Bowl when Tom Clements threw the ball off the one-yard yeah. line. Uh... If we're going to go all the way back in history. Uh, <laughs> well, true Notre we Dame can... fans actually do. Joe, I... Well, we, yeah, we, we live a lot in the past. Unfortunately, <laughs> yes, but uh, we do. <laughs> but uh, ho- hopefully, hopefully this, hopefully this year, uh, hopefully this year we can uh, we can we can get to the promised land. Uh, certainly, yeah. the uh, unfortunately injury the injury bug seems to have uh, seems to be hurting Fighting Irish. They took down our number one quarterback, but uh, you know what they say: uh, uh, hope springs eternal. So certainly, uh, us Fighting Irish guys, you talk about we're talking to Lou about true fans. I'm a true. Fighting Irish fan and Joe. Uh, Joe's probably the number one guy in Toronto when it comes to Notre Dame support and the thing, the and part owner of Green that, Bay. Yeah, the thing you love about that though, guys, especially college football, is it really is the next man up because the next man up may be Joe Montana, who's the third string quarterback, and uh, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, history is made. And and uh, in, in the NFL or the CFL, if if your quarterback goes down uh, or or your starting players go down. It's usually a really major issue, but here's there's a window of just four years, and many of these kids that are coming in 
who are freshmen or whatever, are, are as good as uh, the, the guy who's four years older than them. So that's the nice thing about it, I guess, because uh, I mean, we saw a game watching last night where a walk-on uh, fifth-string quarterback was playing so uh, and doing pretty well, too. So. Anyways, Joe, we, we do want to extend our congratulations. We know you've become a recent grandfather, and uh, uh, we, you know, we know you're thrilled to death about that and so proud, so we congratulate you on that. Thank you very much. Yes, my son Liam had a uh, little boy, Caleb, and uh, he's already been brainwashed. Uh, he's already in Notre Dame and Green Bay and they believe a tire. So the poor, the poor little tyke has no chance whatsoever. <laughs> well, then I got, I got to ask a very delicate question. Are you, are you, are you making him into a Toronto Maple Leaf fan? Oh, absolutely. Yep. Uh, you know, hope springs eternal. Um, the, the, uh, the thing about being a fan, and I guess I am as much as anything, is that you you have to you have to kind of uh, attach your allegiance to something and not just some fly by night that oh last year the New England Patriots won so I'm a real big Patriot fan you 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 attach something when you're young and then you live through the good and the bad and if it's bad and you you suffer and you suffer but when it finally happens it's a very very special moment I'm I'm a Boston Red Sox fan and have been all my life so we have 84 years is a long time, and I wasn't there for the last one, but when they finally uh, beat the evil empire and coming back in uh, a number of years ago in 04 and, and won the World Series, I mean, that was very special, not only for them, but for everyone. And they, you heard of, uh, of uh, fans going to graveyards to tell their great-grandfather that it finally happened. It's done. We've won. So, I mean, that's something as being a fan. I think you have to attack yourself to to a, a team and then uh, and ride it until you do actually have some success. Joe, do you you remember the 92 and 93 seasons when the Jays won the World Series? The Leafs were a pretty good hockey club back then. What was the feeling? How do you remember the feeling like at that time? Well, you know, it, it's a lot like what it is right now because in 92, um, the team was uh, was awful. Uh, Cliff Fletcher had arrived on the scene uh, I can remember going into a Boxing Day game in Pittsburgh and uh, getting thrashed 12 to 1. And then another couple of losses, and Gord Stellick, who was doing color with me at the time, we sat on an airplane and went through the schedule, and for the life of us, couldn't see a game that we thought the team could win. Uh, the next day, uh, January 2nd, uh, Cliff traded for Doug Gilmore. And everybody remembers that, oh, there was the turnaround. That was the turnaround. Well, it wasn't the turnaround. They had Doug Gilmore from January the 2nd on and still did not make the playoffs. Uh, it was, uh, and, and it was still, back the truck up. These guys are no good. They're, they're, it's, it's terrible. But in the offseason, uh, they hired Pat Burns. Oh. And that turnaround went from back the truck up and load these guys into the hopper to the conference final in one year. And I know Louis can probably vote, uh, voice this more than certainly I can because he's played. But the talent level from team to team in the National Hockey League is surprisingly close. There are superstars, yes, and everything else. But the, even with that, the talent level in this league is very, very close. And it becomes a situation of attitude and atmosphere, cohesiveness in the dressing room, leadership and guidance. And that group can go from throw them in the hopper to conference finals. And it, it doesn't take that long, I don't believe. And so here we go. The, the next group that came along was in the same situation. Mike Murphy and Mike Kitchen were coaching. 
and and Matt Sundin was no good. He was not a leader. This team is horrible. And Pat uh, Quinn arrives in the offseason, and he walked right up to me after the very first session in Hamilton and said to me, Joe, there's a lot more talent here than I've been led to believe. And they went from in the hopper to the conference final the very next year. Now, I'm not saying that uh, Mike Babcock's going to create that conference final thing again, but I do believe that you're going to see this team play a lot better this year than what we saw last year. We're talking to Joe Bowen. Joe, uh, we're in the home stretch getting towards, the, of course, the, the, the beginning of the NHL season, and you just touched on it very, very briefly in your last comments, and I do want to pursue that a little bit more, which is... Uh, uh, the change in atmosphere. Uh, you've been, um, you know, you've you've been done some play-by-play in preseason, and you've been around the Leafs in the last little while. What are you noticing? What's different about the Mike Babcock area? What are we going to see that's different? Well, I think what we're going to see is attention to detail, and 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 I think we're going to see a much better defensive effort. Uh, I, I don't know if this team has enough scoring, but we'll we will find out. Um, I think that the other aspect of it, I think that they're going to be uh, in every game. I don't think that there's going to be a lot of breakdowns. I mean, it may end up being some very boring hockey at times. I mean, last night's game was a one nothing decision, and there weren't an awful lot of scoring chances, but it was a close game, and, and you know, the, they were there. So I think that that's what we're going to see, and I think that then, again, you're going to have to wait and see how this uh, all sifts out. We've they've talked about from Brendan Shanahan on down that uh, you know there's going to be pain, there's going to be growing pains, there's going to be this and that, and I think the patience that everybody is preaching, I really hope that we're going to see it this time around. And in that as- aspect, I I suggest that as well as William Nylander or any of these young kids have played, <coughs> excuse me, they're they're going to have to go back to the American Hockey League. I think I think the, the, the Marlies are going to have a wonderful year this year. And I think they're going to be dotted with a lot of the really good young talent that they have coming, but it still needs to be nurtured. And uh, my, my old line, and I, I, I hearken back to my days in the American Hockey League when I was in Nova Scotia with the Voyageurs and the Montreal farm team, and that was, you have to earn the jersey. You earn the jersey by not being the hotshot junior star coming out, the Mitch Marners of the world, you earn the jersey by either going back to junior and then a year at least in the American Hockey League to do, uh, turn yourself into a professional. Joe, it's me. Um, with all the uncertainties uh, they have on this hockey team right now, has there been any one or two guys that have actually stood out and grabbed the bull by the horns and said, uh, this is my job, I want it, uh, not more or less, uh, because I am, like you said, I am a first-round pick. Because we know as years gone by, it's almost certain that first-round picks were going to stay at least the first month of the season with the big squad. Now it's more or less, okay, boys, you have to show me what you want and if you want it and how much you want it uh, to be here. Well, you know, Louis, we've really seen an enormous uh, change and improvement in William Nylander. From the uh, boy-faced young man last year, the first-round pick that looked like uh, your paper boy, to, um, you know, a much stronger a much more developed player. Uh, I think this kid is going to be a real good hockey player. He played 37 games in the American Hockey League last year, and I hope that they're going to do what I just suggested, is that congratulations, you're playing real well, you've made a, m- enormous strides, you're really going to enjoy 
uh, a year at the American Hockey League level, a full year, and then uh, we'll see if you come up. Because I, I think he is probably as close as any, and he should be, uh, you know, after playing at least a half a season of pro hockey over here. Um, I got to see Kapanen play a little bit last night. I was impressed uh, with him. Uh, Zach Hyman, I was impressed with last night with his uh, uh, skating ability and his effort and uh, certainly his aggressiveness. Uh, so there's a lot of those that are close, but they've got three good, uh, you know, uh, or four good uh, professional tryout guys that are there that could certainly fill the gap for this year. And I think this is the this is the season that we have to uh, kind of work at, at at looking at the older guys to come in and play, and then looking at the future coming in another year or two. I, I think that um, Frederick Goche is going to be a good National Hockey League player. He needs to improve his skating a little bit but he's a good, solid, big-time um, defensive kind of a player that's going to be a good penalty killer and certainly a good uh, third- or fourth-line guy. So they've got an opportunity, I think, this year, too, to maybe see four, five, six, seven kids play at the World Junior Tournament this year, which is unheard of as far as this organization is as in the past. Joe, the four PTOs out there, the pro trial guys, which guys have impressed you? Uh, Mark Fraser has. Um, I, I've been impressed with him. I think Brad Boys, obviously, I think it, it's a talented guy that uh, is in a situation that, uh, you know, contractual problems down in Florida that uh, uh, created all of this. it. It really is kind of, and Louis can probably voice this better than I, it's an interesting change in how players are being perceived now because, all of a sudden in a situation and a different uh, team, and, and, and certainly we've seen this with, uh, with uh, Chicago, when you have to pay the big boys the big money, the guys who are kind of on the side there who are making too much, all of a sudden are the guys who become the expendables rather than maybe a guy that's not quite as good who's coming up, who's younger, who might have been uh, pushed back into uh, the American Hockey League again. So Brad Boyce kind of finds himself in that kind of a boat I think those two, uh, to me, have been uh, the most impressive PTOs that I've seen um, as far as the exhibition games are concerned anyway at this point. Anyways, we've been talking to Joe Bowen, uh, voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Joe, we really want to thank you for joining us on this Sunday morning. We will, of course, be listening to you and, uh, and Jimmy Ralph on, on, on Leaf Broadcast. We miss you on television. We still wish you were still there. But uh, we'll certainly be listening to you. Hockey in Toronto is not the same without, uh, without listening to your voice. And we congratulate you on your iPhone app. There's, <laughs> there's, there's an app. We actually did this. We, we interviewed Bob Cole earlier in, uh, earlier in the spring, and he's got an iPhone app too. So uh, Joe Bowen's got an iPhone app to all our listeners. Go on to the iPhone store and download it, and you can listen to Holy Mackinac 50 well, times really a day. It really comes out your ear, and you really get annoyed by it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, Jason, Joe, we I want to uh, give Jason Murdoch a little... Uh, uh, shout out for uh, for putting this all together. This is his idea, and uh, we had a lot of fun with it. Anyways, when I when I'm uh, when I miss the vo- when I miss your voice, uh, Joe. Now I just I turn my iPhone on and listen to some of the great uh, Holy Mackinaws from the past. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, okay. Joe. We really appreciate you coming on. That, of course, was uh, Joe Bowen, the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and. Uh, 
Uh, I'll be honest with you, sometimes when I'm watching the hockey game on television, I turn off the sound on the TV and I turn the radio on. It's just... His voice is so much part of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, it's it's uh, they, the the two go hand in hand, and uh, he is definitely the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs for sure. Oh, absolutely! And uh, like I said, sometimes I just turn the TV sound off and I just listen to the radio. Uh, anyways, it's it's nice of him to join us on this Sunday morning. We are going to our commercial break now, and as soon as we come back from our commercial break, we'll be talking to baseball legend Tim Raines. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville introduced their new fast dial number for cell phones. It's pound 3636 and you can dial it from anywhere. Want pizza at the park? Pound 3636. Wings by the water? Pound 3636. Ponzo combo at the cottage? Pound 3636. Salad at the... uh, Someone stop me. Call Pizzaville on your cell phone at pound 3636. At 20,000 square feet, Steel's Paint and Woodbridge is Canada's largest independent paint store. Big deal, right? Big deal? Yes. The best brands, the best staff, the best advice, the best of everything. From color matching to brand selection, whether you're a pro or a DIYer, we'll look after you from the minute you walk in to the minute you walk in a second time as a completely satisfied customer. Big store, big deal, bigger satisfaction. Simple. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too, but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics, on time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Bond. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. Hey, Toronto. Want to head to the ballpark and let your fan out watching this historic run to the postseason? Start with the StubHub app, where you'll find seats you'll love whenever you want. Plus, you can personalize the StubHub app with your teams and artists and grab great tickets. And because every purchase is backed by the StubHub Fan Protect Guarantee, you can buy and sell with confidence. So get the StubHub app today and get to the ballpark. StubHub, let your fan out. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. The only thing I love more than sports is sports radio. Take it away, boys. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. 
Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We're live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto. We'll be taking your call shortly, but at the, this time we have on the line with us Tim Raines. Tim Raines, of course, uh, baseball legend, 90, 1986 batting champ, multiple all-star, should be in the Hall of Fame, uh, but now he's a outfield and base running instructor for the Toronto Blue Jays. Good morning, Tim. How are you this morning? Not bad, guys. How you guys doing? We're doing great, and thanks uh, thanks for coming back on the show and joining us. We had you on uh, a while ago, and it's a thrill to have you back. Uh, certainly, uh, you're uh, you're providing some uh, consulting services to the Toronto Blue Jays, and whatever you're doing, Tim, it seems to be paying off. The uh, Blue uh-huh. Jays are having one hell of a run. Your, your reaction? Well, I, it, I had nothing to do with that. Um, <laughs> I tell you what, though, I mean, it's, it's exciting. Uh, for the organization, uh, it should be exciting for Toronto and, and all of Canada uh, because, you know, this is Canada's team. And just to see the, uh, the excitement uh, of, of baseball in Canada again, you know, I mean, the last time the Blue Jays were in the playoffs, I think, was uh, 93, won the World Series. So uh, it, it's good to see that uh, they've, they've put some things together to uh, get this team together and it's really uh, proving that um, they've got a chance to maybe win it all. Tim, you're working with the minor league guys. Uh, we've seen Dalton Pompey and his speed. At, uh, saw him steal second and third in uh, one sequence there a couple of weeks ago. Has tremendous speed. Your reaction on Dalton Pompey and any other players that you see coming uh, to Toronto in the, in the future? Well, Dalton... Um you know, he's, he's going to be, to me, I feel like he's going to be a great player. Um, I think uh, it's just a matter of time for him to maybe mature a little bit uh, as far as baseball is concerned. And um, he's, he's, he's right there. I mean, uh, speed he has, power he has, uh, plays a great outfield, uh, has a decent arm. So, I mean, he has all the tools to, uh, to be uh, a player that can play in the big leagues for a long time. So, you know, the future is, is, is great. We have some young guys that uh, have, have talent. And, um, you know, with a little more time, you know, we're going to have a, a few more guys up there cracking on the, on the door. We're, we're talking to uh, Tim the Rock Reigns, of course. And uh, uh, in studio with us this morning, Tim, is Lou Franceschetti. Lou's a huge New York Yankee fan, was a big fan of yours. And, of course, during your run with the Yankees and the – in the mid-90s, a couple of World Series championships that you were a part of, Tim. And uh, I know Lou would, uh, would love, to, uh, love to ask you a question about your Yankee days. Morning, Timmy. How are you? All right. How are you? Oh, I'm doing really well. Listen, I just want to uh, congratulate you on the two years you spent with the Yankees and also the years you spent with the, with the, uh, the Expos. Uh, it, the way you played the game was the way the game is supposed to be played. Hard nose all the time. And uh, uh, I really envy... Uh, players like yourself who, who go through uh, hell and high water sometimes to to get to, to that level. But how was it, uh, being a big Yankee fan, how was it um, being a, a Yankee, a true professional Yankee out there? Well, it's, 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 it's different. You know, once, when you play in New York, it's a, it's a totally different deal. <laughs> I mean... Um, before I went there, I asked some players about who had already played in New York because 
You know, it's, 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 it's a different animal. You know, especially going from, you know, going from Montreal, then Chicago, and then New York. I mean, is New York is the mecca of, 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 of everything, pretty much, here in the States. And, uh, but I, you know, I felt like uh, I was confident enough in myself and my ability to play in New York, regardless, you know, of, of, of you know, the bill that I was going to be dealt, the hand that I was going to be dealt. So, um, I enjoyed it. I really did. I mean, it was it was a it was three years I was there. I played with some great players, players that came from other organizations, um, older players, you know, veteran players. And as you know, my first year was Jeter's first full season in the big league. So um, it, I had a great three years. I mean, it was it was a, it was the greatest time. In my career, a three-year period uh, in baseball. I, of course, I won two world championships, so that that made it <laughs> a little special as well. <laughs> Tim Yogi Berra, who just passed away this past week at ninety years old, was uh, a legend in New York. Did you ever have any uh, dealings with uh, Yogi, and what were they like? Well, very, very, very little. You know, I think at the time that I was there, Yogi and uh, Mr. Steinbrenner wasn't wasn't talking uh, for 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 some reason or another. I didn't get the uh, the word on the reasons why, but they wasn't really talking. I think after I left, they um, they uh, made up, and uh, he was back. Uh, you know, back in with the Yankees again, but I, I had uh, left the Yankees fight then, but I did get an opportunity to meet him a few times. Uh, not as much as I would have liked, but, um, you know, I did get a chance to meet with him. I talked with him for, you know, uh, not a very long time, but, um, you know, I, he was, he was an idol of mine. I mean, when I was a kid, you know, a lot of people don't know the things that Yogi Berra did as a player. I mean, uh, he did some things that I don't think anybody would ever do as far as baseball is concerned. Uh, and he was a catcher, you know. So um, I can't tell you all the stats, but I know there are some stats that, you know, I don't think will ever be broken. And uh, he was a great player. He was a great uh, guy. I mean, he was funny. He was witty. Uh, but uh, and, and and every time I was around, I was it was like uh, I was a little kid again, just you know, kid in a candy store, meeting meeting the legend, and uh, it was awesome being there, meeting it. That's great. Now, uh, one question that I have for you: Pete Rose is coming up for uh, to see if he'll be reinstated into Major League Baseball. You were a teammate of Pete Rose in 1984. Your comment: Should he be reinstated? Uh, that's, a, that's a tough one for me. I mean, and I'm a big fan of Pete, and uh, personally, I feel like he should. Uh, professionally, I, I I can't answer that question because there's there's a there's so many many things uh, that has has come up, and um, that you know is 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 not good for yeah. Pete. You know, the reality of Tim is there's a lot of people who can't answer that question. It's not only a difficult exactly. question. I mean, yeah, it's not I'm just. Such a big, I'm a big fan of his. I mean, a big fan of, of, of Pete. 
the person more than, you know, the things that, that went on in baseball. And, uh, you know, we we're always going to be, you know, good friends. And uh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to put myself in that situation. Yeah, no problem. Fair enough, Tim. Uh, Tim, we're, our time's running short. I, I want to ask you one more question. You're obviously uh, a student of the game, and you're uh, you're uh, keeping an eye on what the Jays are doing. And the Jays, uh, you know, and you've got uh, some tremendous skills in the batting uh, in the batting box, uh, and you you pass those skills on. Uh, Jays have had an incredible run this year, uh, hitting the ball. Uh, you, as a student of the game and as an instructor, what what is it, uh, what is it that that's uh, causing this huge uh, Blue Jay outbreak this year? Um, anything, anything that you see differently, or anything, uh, anything that they're doing that uh, that you can pass on? No, it's really not. They're not doing anything different. I just think they have a players that, that that can do it. You know, I think uh, you know, Incarnation have, have have had three or four great years. Batista's had three or four great years. I think the addition of Donaldson uh, plays a big role in that because Donaldson has come here and, and, and is having probably uh, or is having the best year of his career. And he, you're talking about a guy that's been in the top two or three in uh, MVP voting for the last you know two or three years. So he's a, he's a great player. And I think when you put all these guys together, they make everybody else look good. I mean, we have three guys with almost 40 home runs and over 100 RBIs on the same team. I mean, I don't remember the last time I've ever seen that on one on one ball club. So, I mean, offensively, you know, they're 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 off the chart. I mean, they're the best hitting team in baseball, um, and uh, it's exciting to see to see them play. I mean, every every I, every opportunity I get to see a game, I definitely uh, tune in because. There's always some fireworks going off, and uh, it's just it's enjoyable to watch. It certainly is, Tim. We've uh, we've had a lot of enjoyment in the last couple of months, and we certainly hope uh, October is going to be a fantastic month for the Blue Jays. So we've been talking, of course, to Tim the Rock Reigns. Tim, you know that we're big fans of yours. You know that we're pulling for you in the Hall of Fame. You certainly. Uh, if we had a vote, you'd have the vote of Naz and Wally without question. Your stats, so you deserve to be there by by any metric that's used, and we certainly wish you the best and hope that uh, hope that you uh, get to do that speech at Cooperstown in the very very near future. We certainly thank you so much for joining us on the air this morning. Oh, and thank you for having me, guys, and thanks for all those uh, those praises and wishes um, and uh, my finger of the cross, and, and maybe one day that will happen. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, thanks Tim. Of course, that was uh, that was Tim uh, Tim the Rock Reigns, uh, fantastic career with the Montreal Expos, a batting champ, seven time All Star. His he, you look at his numbers and. Uh, and uh, a really, really compelling case for him to be in the Hall of Fame. And oh, it's, he's, re- it's he really be a lock. He should be. But, uh, you know, he took a little bit of a jump last year. He got up to about 55, 56%. And the, uh, the guys who are going at it this year, uh, Ken Griffey Jr.'s uh, the, the one lock this year. And then Piazza got a little bit closer last year. And there's Trevor Hoffman. But,. Uh, you know, somehow if Reigns could squeeze in, that would be uh, that see, would be the right thing. See, the difference is he took a lot of walks back then, which is very good now in baseball today. But yeah. his stats were affected because he got on base a lot. Yeah, and that's what the problem is, right? I'd rather have a guy who hits and go yeah. gets on base. 
Uh, he, he had those numbers. I, I don't know. To a certain extent, I, I think people have uh, have forgotten how great of a player he was. He was a he was a dominant player for about seven or eight years in the early eighties. I mean, he was he was him and Ricky were the two best leadoff hitters in baseball for about ten years. Yeah. Um, nobody was even close. Um, and and Reigns could hit for power. People forget he he could knock one out every now and then. And uh, I, I don't Still get holds it. Holds the record, eighty six percent efficiency stealing yeah. a base. That's incredible. I mean, there's there, there's a lot of stats where he's he's way ahead of a lot of guys who are already in the hall. And uh, I don't get it. Maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm biased <clears throat> because I was I was an Expo fan and a National League Expo fan, and uh, I thought I thought he was a great player. Certainly <coughs> deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, and we certainly hope. Uh, we hope that he gets there soon. Um, we've got uh, 10, 15 minutes left, and we'd love to take some calls this week. So here's our call-in numbers, 416-360-0740, 1-866-740-4740. Once again, I'll give you those numbers. I'll slow it down a bit, uh, 416 360 Seven four zero four seven four zero. We just talked. Uh, give us a call, please. We'd love to take your calls on the air. Just a very brief conversation we had about Yogi Berra, and Yogi Berra um, is quite frankly, if not the greatest catcher of all time, pretty close. Uh, he's got to be one too with Johnny Bench. Johnny Bench. Um, statistics were absolutely. We talked about Russell Martin. Um, you know, success follows him around. Yogi Berra, listen, li- listen to some of this stuff. Three-time MVP, three-time most valuable player in the league. 18 World Series. I think he won 14 of them or 10 of them or something. Some, some outst- astounding numbers for a catcher. And, um, and, and I've always thought that catcher in many ways is the most important position in baseball. Because the catcher, and to a certain extent, I think Russell Martin has proved that this year with uh, with the Jays. I and mean, we've got Donaldson, we've got Batista, but isn't Russell Martin the glue that holds that team together? And Barra was the glue that hold that Yankee team together in the 50s and 60s. And, uh, and you know, when I heard of his passing this week, I just, it just like, it's one of those moments where you just, you step back and you say, oh my God, what great memories. I remember, you know, Yogi Berra in the 50s and 60s and all those, all those great sayings. I've got two favorite ones uh, of the great Yogi Berra sayings. The, my favorite one was, it's like deja vu all over again. And the other one, it ain't over till it's over. That's mm-hmm. Yogi Berra. And, uh, but it's too bad he's known more for that than his baseball. Uh, yeah, because he's got the, yogi, the yogiisms, exactly. right? Exactly. You, know, you don't realize how good a ball player he was. Right and uh, you know and of course at the time it was Yogi Berra and of course the the great the great cartoon at the time was Yogi yeah, Berra Yogi. Yeah. and the reality is I mean I I googled it this this week and Yogi Berra did not get Yogi from the bear uh, I think the bear got Yogi from Yogi yeah because apparently some some commentator in the fifties thought he had this transcendental meditation look to him so <laughs> they gave him the nickname Yogi. Uh, because of that, and uh, it, it, of course, his, his proper name was Lawrence, and he had a son that played in Major League Baseball. I don't know if people remember Dale Barra yeah. with the Yankees. With the uh, from it was in the seventies, the seventies and eighties, a shortstop. Yeah. I think he played yeah. with Pittsburgh. Yeah. Too. 
But Yogi Berra, you know, he brings back, you know, I just I just thought of it and I just just want to share this. I mean, I remember growing up and, you know, you know, the three of us, you know, we grew up as uh, you know, we grew up uh parents of immigrants, Italian immigrants in Toronto and uh you know, in those days we had some very successful Italian American baseball players like DiMaggio and Rizzuto and Pepitone and Garagiola and uh and Yogi Berra and it's just like we used to look up to them. You know, that was one of the reasons I used to look up to Yogi Berra because I always felt that he came from the same place I did. Um so great memories of Yogi Berra. An incredible incredible baseball player. And you got to remember also that uh, those stats he put up, look at the players he had on the team. <laughs> And and to stand out as much as as he, he did as three he, MVPs three MVPs in that era and and also there's an incredible stat out there that he struck out I think 150 times total in his whole career yeah, yeah. Uh, going and you look at the strikeouts now compared to the home runs with 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 this era and ball players that's almost unheard of yeah. uh, but you know you had Mantle you had DiMaggio you had Maris you had uh, Phil Rizzuto Whitey had, Ford and, 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 and Tony Kubek and, and uh, Brazilian guys and, uh, my, my biggest thrill is watching him jump in Donnie Larson's Donnie arms, Larson's the, arm. the famous yeah, uh, yeah, perfect game per- perfect 1956 game. World Series yeah. against the Dodgers yeah yeah that's that's some of the great uh, one of the great pictures of all time yeah. catching him uh, jumping into Donnie Larson's arms yeah anyways great memories of Yogi Berra. We've got the D-General on the line from Etobicoke. D-General, welcome back to the Nazanwali Sports Hour. Good morning, and what's on your mind this morning? Good morning, uh, gentlemen. How's, how's everything going? Everything's going great. What's on your sporting well, mind this it's, morning, it's, it's D-General? Tough to get, it's tough to get on the air anymore with you guys. You've got great, a plethora of information. Your guests are unbelievable. You guys are doing a great job, and now you've got Big Lou, uh, Leaping Lou there. Uh, Lou, how are you? you? Everything okay there when Leaf land? Well, you figure out. Look who I'm working with here today. <laughs> <laughs> See what we Listen, have to put up with, and we keep asking them back. We've got to give our heads a shake, Naz. Listen, you Anyways. guys are talking all this baseball stuff. This is not a baseball town. Let's get over this. Okay? Uh, Hockey's around the corner. We've got to talk sports, okay? And this real sport is the Leafs. Because if you're not talking Leafs, you're not talking sports in Toronto. And uh, I wanted to get on last week when Shakey was on because I wanted to get his uh, – Feelings on the Davy Keon situation and this uh, this uh, uh, Hall of Fame that the Leafs are putting together. I want I want to know what you guys think. Is that list of players that they put on that what is it? What do they call that again? The that bench or whatever it's they call Legends it? Row. It's a Legends bench. Row. Sorry, Legends and, Row. Yeah, I was going to say Murderers Row, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah. What do you guys think about that 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 list of players or that group of players that's on there? Is there somebody? that's missing, that should be there, because there's a lot of older guys that, you know, you and I okay. guys, you know, grew up with and saw throughout the years that, that you know, should be up there. And, and what's the update on Davey Keon? Um, um, I, I've been on the record um, talking about on this show quite a few times. I have no problem with who's on Legends Row. They're all good players, all classy gentlemen, all deserved members, um, all true Toronto Maple Leaf legend. So whatever I'm going to say is not a criticism of who's there. I support, you know, how, how can you be critical of Johnny Bauer? How can you be critical of Boria Salming? How can you be critical of Teeter Kennedy? You can't be critical of these guys. They, they are true Leaf legends. But the true Leaf legend that's not there is Dave Keon. And, and, and I'm on, you know, I, I've talked about this quite a few times on, 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 on the air. I grew up in the late 50s, early 60s. Dave Keon was the integral part of that Toronto Maple Leaf 1960s team. He is, by most seasoned observers, the greatest Toronto Maple Leaf in history. Four Stanley Cups, a Conn Smythe, 
a whole bunch of Lady Bings. He would have had more Conn Smythes if they had had the Conn Smythe trophy when they were winning three straight in, in the early 60s. The greatest game a Toronto Maple Leaf ever played, and I, and I'm, and I count Daryl Sittler's six-goal six game in there, was Game 7 of the 1964 Stanley Cup semifinals in the Montreal Forum. Dave Keon beat the, Toronto, beat the Montreal Canadiens single-handedly, 3-1. to one, He scored all three goals, one short-handed, one power play, one empty net. And he was the third star of that game, yeah. believe it or not. I have, I've, we had Dave Keon on the show last year. We talked to him for 16 minutes. Um, I've always found him to be gracious and classy with me. I had a conversation with him a couple of weeks back. I'm not at liberty to discuss it on the air, uh, and I'll just leave it at that. He should be on Legends Row. I don't know what conversations have happened between MLSE and Dave Keon. I'm not privy to those. Um, hopefully... Hopefully, whatever differences there are, if there are any, uh, he definitely should be asked, uh, and he should be there. And I'll leave it at that. Naz, any comments? No, you've uh, summed it up perfectly. Anyways, I, I think sooner or later, the the real players will be on Legends Row. It's just a matter of time. They can't put all of them all at once. They've more or less they've they've separated different enough, eras. But I appreciate that, but Dave Keon should have been the first one on there. I'm well, sorry. We do have a centennial coming up. Okay. Which is could be a little bit more important than being the first one up there. Fair enough. Maybe oh, okay. But so, he should he should he deservedly deserves to be there. He's had some issues with MLSC or MLSC's had some issues with him. I'm not privy to those discussions. I don't know what they are. If somehow they can cross their their bridges and come to a meeting of the minds, there are millions of Dave Keon fans that would love to see that. Well, sure. Here's the here's the thing that uh, Dave Keon should have been there. Uh, not only should he have been first, but there's an age factor here. Like, I mean, we can pass away at whatever time. He's 75 years old, right, yeah. Wally? I would like to see these guys put in when they're, they, can, they can be there themselves. I don't like the fact, after the fact, that, uh, you know, he's passed away and what... What good is that? That's what bothers me yeah. about this. And, and I agree with that. Uh, anyways, we've got Kevin from Buffalo on the line. Kevin, are you there? Kevin from Buffalo. Good morning, gentlemen, and an, another outstanding show. Your guests are terrific. And simply, I wanted to congratulate the Toronto Blue Jays and the season. And here in Buffalo, fortunate, their AAA team and I feel, gentlemen, not only this year, but with the talent the Blue Jays have, what what a what a great future the Blue Jays are having as well. Kevin, I'm going to have to let you go. Thanks very much for your comment. We've uh, we've run out of time. Um, we've got about 30 seconds left. We're talking about the future of uh, of the Blue Jays and the talent that's down on the farm. Naz. Oh, the Blue Jays look good, but they they still have to solidify their pitching because Price is a free agent, and it's key to get him signed up because pitching is everything in baseball. So you can have all the hitting you want if you don't have, you don't have the uh, pitching, uh, you won't be there in the long run. Anyways, once again, unfortunately, our time has run short. Uh, I know we've got a couple other callers on the line. We apologize; we weren't able to get to you. Uh, Please call in next week. We'll see if we can make a little bit more time available next year for our callers. I know you guys uh, love calling in, and we love taking your calls. Mr. Franceschetti, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, uh, Well, It's we, always a pleasure being here. Huh? It's, it's a pleasure having you. Uh, we get to lock heads. We're like two battering rams, so uh, 
It's always fun having you here and uh, and uh, and having our exchanges, Naz. Um, it's uh, you have a really quick announcement about uh, the success of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. Perhaps you'd like to share with our yeah, listeners. Yeah, the ratings came out, and our ratings uh, have been great. And I'd really like to thank the listeners and keep listening in. Hopefully, we can entertain you every Sunday morning. Anyways, thanks for that, and to all our listeners. Have a fantastic week, and uh, hopefully you'll we'll, uh, you'll be tuning in with us again next Sunday morning at 9 a.m. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.